0: From Revenue Rhino, I'm Brad Hammond, and this is the Lifelong Customer Podcast. We're interviewing successful sales and marketing leaders and discussing ways in which they're building lifelong relationships with their customers. Welcome to the Lifelong Customer Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Hammond, and today I have Tiffany Reynolds from MGT Consulting Group. Tiffany, it's really great to have you
1: Hi, thank you. I'm excited to be here.
0: Yeah, I'm super excited too. So, tell me a bit about yourself, Tiffany.
1: Okay. I have been in the marketing field for about 20 years. I I hate admitting that because now I'm aging myself. But I started off with a degree in communications. I ultimately thought my goal was going to be in the media traditional media field i wanted to be a reporter and and tell all of those great stories i still tell great stories but not quite in the way that i originally envisioned primarily working in the professional services consulting world so that has been for me architecture and engineering and construction companies and now currently with mgt we are more of a management and technology services
0: group nice that's really awesome So tell me a bit more about the space that you guys are in and what you're doing these days.
1: Yeah. So it's really exciting. I've been with MGT now for over two years. It was a great move on my part because I really was unaware of what a business management and technology consulting company did. And upon my first interviews with MGT, just hearing the stories, this company had been around and, and is around right for now 47 years wow. we're acro- yeah we're across the country and our primary customer or client if you will is that person who sits in a city county state role so we're we serve cities counties educators higher education institutions. So really anything in the public sector market. And I love it because really thinking from the public servant perspective, oftentimes that role is really tough. It's challenging. They've got limited resources, limited budgets. And so knowing that MGT is able to come in and just say, hey, where's your pain point? What do you need help with? And then we're able to just smoothly fit right on in there and help them do their job better has been It's just not only eye-opening that really this kind of consulting existed, but just so awesome that I can work with people that are able to do this work. So I'm really excited to have found this company.
0: Love it. That's so awesome. Yeah. Obviously, it's been some crazy times this past year, and (laughs) it's had all sorts of implications for different businesses and spaces and whatnot. What does this look like for you guys, and particularly in the or the government sector and all that?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. I did a little bit of research and clearly as vice president of marketing over at MGT, that's really in my forte. Not only do I have to understand what's happening in the marketplace from that public sector perspective, I then need to come back to my internal teams and make sure that the solutions we're offering are the right solutions. Things look way different this year than they did even... I would say eight months ago, six months ago, let alone a year ago, since I can't believe it. That's how long COVID has been around. The research I wanted to share with you guys and your listeners is in 2020, the $94 billion was spent on professional services globally. And that sounds like a lot, but that was significantly cut. And you'll see that when I tell you this next stat For this year, they're expecting $5,428 billion to be spent. So we're seeing a huge ramp up. People last year, especially in that public sector, because when we talk about professional services, it's clearly related to technology, legal, financial support, all of those things. So I think from a public sector, let's say, standpoint, we clearly were impacted in a way which is how do we operate how do we telework how do we social distance how do we do less with more all of this and of course that would apply to the private sector as well and i think there was a lot of struggle you saw it in the education realm understanding how do we have continued learning and continued ways to teach our children when they're not even going to school and this is all remote or you see it from a city county perspective And now we've got more people online more than ever. And how do we protect against cyber breaches that are happening every day? So I think across the country, it was a bit of a shock. And how do we change our operations and change them very quickly? We don't have a lot of time to go back to the drawing board, but crisis leads to invention. And I think now we're seeing that reflected in this over 5,000 billion this year, which is we've figured out now how to adjust operations and now we're going full steam ahead because we have to. So I think I have a lot of optimism going into this year and how things are going to really kick back up. And yeah, they keep saying this new normal. It's just new now. It is this new way of operating. I hope that answered your question and went off on a bit of a tangent.
0: (laughs) I love it. That's awesome. Yeah. It's so cool to look at like research and facts behind things and yeah the numbers and all that
1: I wanted to to make a I mentioned earlier that one of the things that we do because we're highly focused on supporting our clients and one of the things we had to do was really look at again I mentioned teleworking remote learning all of those things and just protecting people's data so we actually had an integration last year with 110 person cybersecurity firm in Alpharetta. And that, yeah, that was completed in October. And really that was a smart move for us because it was answering the call to better serve our clients. And I'm really proud of that because this company is great. It's CIRA Infotech. It's, they're all master's degrees. It's internal. They're all in-house. These cybersecurity top-notch, amazing professionals that are on behind the scenes, making sure everyone's safe, whether it's your students online, whether it's you're working remote, you're downloading apps, you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> so it's just been amazing to see the quick turnaround and response that we've been able to have to better serve our clients.
0: That's awesome. So tell me about what more specifically marketing looks like in this space. I'd love to hear some of your challenges, some of your successes, like what kind of all yeah. the nitty gritty of it looks like in this space?
1: I would say marketing professional services is definitely its own unique kind of thing. We're not selling a widget. We're not selling shoes. We're not a product necessarily, although we do have a product or two that support our our service lines. But I think professional services is very unique. And until you really are in there and understanding what that means, it's tough to wrap your head around. But I would say I just bought this book, How Clients Buy. And it's by Tom McMicken, I think I'm pronouncing this correctly, and Doug Fletcher. And basically, it's all about selling professional services. And really, long story short, it's about relationships and it's about trust. Again, we have to position ourselves. People are going out on a limb saying, okay, I, I, I think MGT is the right consultant for us. I think they can really help solve our problem. But first, before they, they think that, they have to be able to trust us. And I think demonstrating that trust and oh gosh, I think it's been over five, probably close to a decade ago, that content marketing, right? That buzzword, it was everyone, it was the new old good thing that people were embracing. And I think at its core, content marketing says it's best practice in the marketing and sales world to provide uh, highest and best value, valuable information to clients for free supporting them I think that's still accurate but I think it's even more so about taking that a step further and making sure not only is your information valuable but it's trusted it's Mm. trusted and valuable so for example we've got cities and counties today again the budget's insane yes we've got some stimulus the most recent CARES Act came out which really only focused on education so Mm. we've got cities and counties scrambling with, how do we solve for for this? And for us to sell and say, we can help you. We have financial solutions experts that know how to really look at your operations and provide you best practice. That's valuable, but we also have to gain their trust in everything we're doing from a marketing perspective and be authentic, I think.
0: Totally. Yeah, I love that. So that kind of leads into my next question is, ways in which you're building these lifelong relationships, how do you build that trust? And what does the interaction with clients look like to create those long-term relationships and trust and all that?
1: I think that's a great question. And clearly there's no silver bullet, but I think, and I just referenced our financial team, but I'll go ahead and do that again, because they, in tandem with our education team, are the longest in existence for our company. And financial solutions have the most senior and tenured client relationships. And so if you were to ask one of our team members on the financial solutions side, how did you do this? And it's basically, it sounds cliche, but I'm going to say it's, we act as such a close extension of their team. Again, we're going into, let's say for me, I'm local to Tampa, right? So again, if I'm in the financial solutions group, I I walk into the city of Tampa. Hi, I'm here to help you do your indirect cost rates analysis. I'm here to help you look at additional fees that you guys may capitalize on. And I don't just come in and walk out, do an analysis and leave. These cost allocation plans and things like that happen very regularly, depending on the client on a regular cadence. So I'm there, I'm responsive. They get to know me, they trust me, they trust my work. And It's also about performance. So if I'm able to find even an additional bucket of a hundred thousand dollars that they didn't have prior, it's a win, right? So I think it's twofold. It's being there, it's functioning seamlessly as an extension of a team, and it's performing when you're asked to perform.
0: Totally, I love that, that's awesome. So leading in off of that, What advice what key advice would you give to the other marketing leaders and people listening in terms of all this, building relationships, building trust, marketing your your company and its services and all that? What should be the key takeaway?
1: That's a very excellent question. There's so much. I think there's no silver bullet. And I think as marketers, we in sales or business development professionals, we are looking at revenue, we're looking at sales goals, we're looking at ROI, and you always have to do that. So I would say combining the qualitative with the quantitative from that marketing perspective, whether you're using a marketing automation platform so that you can actually monitor campaigns, I think that's essential to be able to say, I ran this campaign and it was based on valuable information. It was based on trying to get an alert out to a client that they may not be aware of, that they need to know. We can save them money, we can help them. But not just doing it from that qualitative, but also on that back end, being able to really track it and see who has the greatest need. Because if you're able to track a metric or a click through or things like that, or a page view, you're able to see who has a need, because I don't know about you, I'm not going to download something or or click through an email unless I'm actually interested. To me, that's an extra level of service. And I know that might be a different way to look at that. Some people are like, no, you're just being a good marketer, and you're really just on top of your metrics. But it's also being very sensitive to who has a concern, who has a real need, and then following back up because they're especially in the public sector they're so busy they might be very interested in a service and they might be drowning and overwhelmed so they've clicked through they've read they've downloaded but they can't make the next step because they literally don't have five minutes to think about it so I think that is our extra kind of step of not only being able to measure but being able to follow up and follow through appropriately
0: love it that's awesome Hey, Tiffany, thanks so much for joining the podcast and sharing all your wisdom and insights here. I really appreciate
1: it. Thank you very much for having me. It was my pleasure.
0: Yeah, it was awesome.